0: Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ.
1: And this is Matt, and you're listening to episode 51 of the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. We forgot to mention it last week, but yeah, last week was uh, 50 episodes. We kind of flew by, really. My excuse is that time flies when you're having fun. Do you reckon we can get away with that, guys? Yeah, that'll
0: yeah. do. 50 yeah. episodes,
1: though. I think we will need to give ourselves a virtual high five. Ready? There we go. Virtual there high you five. guys. <laughs> Ah, I mean, what the hell? Over the over the course of 2013, we barely skipped a week. And when we did, it was either because we had technical issues or we were at concerts or we were at festivals or... You know, drunk on a hill. Drunk on a hill. And even when we were drunk on a hill, we still found time to record some shit. So, come on. I think we deserve a bit of a pattern the about there for a crazy idea that really stemmed out of a... Me being extremely lazy and not wanting to transcribe some interviews I did in late 2012 and thinking, (laughs) you know what, I'm just going to present these as podcasts. And then you're thinking, hmm, maybe we can do something more than that and turn it into a weekly thing. It wasn't even really a weekly thing. We just said we'd get together and then it became a weekly thing. And here we are, 51 episodes (laughs) later. That's pretty crazy. That really is crazy. So before we go any further today, I, I want to take a few moments to thank you both for, for joining uh, joining me, I should say, every week so that I don't sound like a complete lunatic and just talking to myself uh, <laughs> and, and making the podcast what it is. So thanks, guys. I really appreciate the the time that you spent with me um, over the last year. It's been really good.
0: Cheers. Pleasure, to be, here.
1: Pleasure to be here. Yep. Yep. I also don't want to worry you, but if we're averaging half an hour a podcast, that means you basically spent twenty five hours talking to me over, <laughs> over Skype. So sucks to be you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, anyway, and I'd also like to thank everybody that's joined us over the last year uh, on the podcast with interviews. Uh, it's been really great to, to speak to fellow coilers around the world. Uh, we want to speak to more of you. So, two thousand and fourteen. We're going to make an extra effort to reach out to people, get you on here and find out what makes the Coiler community tick globally. Um, don't let anything get in the way. It's not scary. We managed to do it. Um, as you can probably guess by now, we're hardly the most formal people and we just want to have a chat with people that have the same interests as we do. So yeah, well, anyway, look out for that. So with that aside, how have you guys been so far this week?
0: Good, thank you. Very busy day today. I've I've worked ten hours, so pretty tired. So it's nice nice to relax and come come to the podcast to speak to you guys. Ah,
1: oh, ten hours! Oh my God. yeah. I went to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. But I did have an extended lunch, so that's that's my excuse anyway. But uh, doing what for ten hours, Mike? Or you're not allowed to? Play? It, I mean, we all know that you're a top secret spy, and you're not allowed to discuss your.
0: Okay. Well, it's it, it's coming up to a certain deadline with um, people handing stuff in, so it's it's pretty manic for probably the next three weeks and the fallout from that. So it's it's busy, busy, busy. All ah, right, okay. So he's the, the
1: the spy that came in from the cold. This is yes. a very born identity.
2: Steady on, John Le Carr, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I <think> it was. <laughs> I sound far too intellectual there. I'm just going to...
1: I thought it was Le Carré or something Le like Carre. that. Le Carré. Was it Le Carré?
2: Or Le Carrá. Le yeah, car. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the, car, the, the car that came in from the cold. There you go. Mike's, not, Mike, Mike's not really a spy.
1: At least if he is, he, he's doing a freaking job of pretending so, not to be. So you,
2: you missed the opportunity there. You could have round that into a nicely rounded pun of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I could have done, but I wouldn't have got it, so...
0: Oh, I see.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Fair. Yeah, oh, we could talk
2: some bollocks. Well, I think so. we already
1: are, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Russ, what have you been up to this week?
2: Mate, I concur with Mike. It's been a very busy day, and rather than work for 10 hours, I would think I'd rather be sleeping for 10 hours, which is most unlike me. But um, it's the start of the week, and it's, uh, well, a new week, a new year. It can only be in good things.
1: It's not really a new year, though, is it? It's a, I mean, as we record this, it's the 20th of January.
2: Mm. What the hell one. has
1: happened to this month? I mean, come on. It Gone. Yesterday, boom. Yesterday feels like New Year's and Christmas, doesn't it? Now we're, boom, boom, yeah. we're at the end of the first month. That's just mental.
2: That's right. We'll give it a couple of days and we'll be sitting here listening to broken Crown Kayla. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Come yeah.
1: That's true. Yes, let's get those um those weeks moving on. So we want to get to March as quickly as possible. So, news this week. We don't have a lot of news for you this week, but I, what I do want to do is I do want to sort of give a shout out to... Everybody that got involved in the Kunikur Day, which, of course, as we record this, was yesterday, the 19th of January. You can work out why yourselves. What a great success it was. It was um, The first time we did this was this time last year, in fact. And uh, it, it proved popular then. People got involved, sent us pictures and stuff. This year has just kind of up the ante. Even the band got involved this year, which was great to see. Uh, as did hundreds of other people. Saying, you know, we're celebrating the day... Uh, congratulating everybody on the Call Day. Posting pictures, are brilliant, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much, for everybody, really getting involved. Uh, uh, as I, as I think I said to Christina yesterday, uh, next year we're hoping to make it a public holiday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll try, we'll try, but I'm, yeah, we'll never know. It might, it might be difficult to make it an international public holiday, but we'll, we'll have a good, uh, have a good go at it. Uh, as promised, I've got some stuff I want to send out to people and I've got two names in the frame. First one I'll send out to is Veronica uh, because of her efforts in the quality community on Facebook where she pulled together the video montage that everybody contributed to. Uh, so I'm going to send you a post to Veronica if you're listening uh, and I'll send you one if you're not. It just becomes a little bit more difficult to get your address. So um, I've, I've sent you a message. Look forward to Getting your details and then I'll, I'll send you out the poster. Uh, the other person I'm going to send something out to is Daniel Peoples for his brilliant photo of a broken crown latte, uh, which generally made me laugh. Uh, guys, have you seen that by the way? He's, he's yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. Brilliant broken crown latte. That's that's yes, that's the alternative name for the forthcoming album. Um, genuinely funny photo, and um, well, I'll be sending something out to you as well, Daniel. Thank you very much for for getting involved yesterday. And all in all, a big thank you for everyone that posted in the event and got involved on 119 Day. Fantastic. Thanks very much. of all the songs on Comalize, We all accept that Comalize is very much considered a classic standout album of Lacuna Coils. So what we're going to do this week is really round out the reviews we've done over the last number of weeks and kind of bring this whole thing together and talk about Comalize, the album, a bit of backstory, a bit of history, uh, what we know about it, what we like about it, maybe what we don't like about it, and generally kind of give you an overall feel of what this album is and how important it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So without further ado, let's get cracking. Uh, I'll start with a little bit of an introduction. Kamal Eyes was recorded at Woodhouse Studios in, in Hagen in Germany, released in October tw- uh, 29, 2002, and subsequently re-released with an Ozfest bonus disc in 2004 to celebrate the success. Actually, that was, I think late 2004 maybe about August something like that uh, to celebrate the renewed interest as it were and success of the band at that point in time it pretty much came about at the same time um, as they released the Swamped video which was released in July 2004 and then prior to that of course was the Heavens Alive, Heavens Alive video it's, it kind of went around a few times, really, I guess it's fair to say. It had quite a long shelf life, shall we say, came eyes, and it's still highly regarded today. It's um, I think it was, where did it get in the Billboard chart? I think it was about 178 in the Billboard chart, so uh, certainly not as high as Dark Adrenaline or Shallow Life or Carmico for that matter. But it does seem to have quite a lot of longevity about it, this album and is definitely considered a bit of a classic, wouldn't you say,
2: guys?
0: Oh, definitely.
2: Yeah, I think it's still seen even today as a, the big breakthrough album. Um, again, without going into too much detail on the videos, obviously when they came out, they were very visual, very iconic, and coinciding with that second stage slot on Ausfest, on it all just sort of took off from there. The, the first five podcasts, as
1: I said at the beginning of uh, of the podcast today, the first five Empty Spiral podcasts are interviews, I performed back in late 2012 with most of the members of Lacuna Call where we actually talked about Comalize. So if you've not heard those, I'd I'd highly recommend you go back and just look up episodes one to five and uh, listen to them in order, really. I repeat the questions and you get different views about what the album means and how they recorded it and so forth. I definitely think that um, it was a different kind of sound that Lacuna Call introduced into Comilise and I think we've seen that in a many if not all the songs on the album it certainly feels a, a, a step change from Unleashed Memories to Comalize, although there is a cross section of songs that could be on either but for me there's something very different about Comalize than, than, there, than there was on, on Unleashed Memories wouldn't you say?
2: I think Kymalize is perhaps the closestly linked album to Unleashed Memories that a lot of us tend to say is our favourite Call album I don't like to use that word commercial but I would say Comalise sort of takes the complex song structures of Unleashed Memories, continues a similar sort of themes in the the lyrical aspect of it and the composition, but almost sort of just makes it a bit more straightforward and, dare I say, accessible, but still maintaining the level of quality in the songwriting. Yeah, so you say
1: that. I I remember when I first listened to Comalise, and it's still something I I think back now, I remember giving this real sense that this was a really dense album in terms of the music. Mm. I don't feel that now, but the first time I listened to it, it was really there was I don't know something about the music there is was, I wasn't I wouldn't say it was difficult to listen to, it, it wasn't, but there was just a lot happening. There was lots of those layers that I that Lacuna Kahlo certainly Use a lot in their music, I guess. You know, they use all kinds of instruments. They use the voices as instruments, and although that I saw that, or I should say, I heard that in the previous albums, in *Carmen*, it sort of took it to another level. They started using synthesised sounds. There was introducing of um, you know other pre-recorded sounds, like like we get in an *Angels' Punishment*, etc. Uh, radio sounds and game sounds and just all kinds of. They were really, it felt like they were really exploring it what they were doing do you
0: know what i mean Mm. yeah i think an example of that's unspoken on the album that it glides along nicely and it's fairly well not quiet but it each song like builds and builds and builds and then unspoken kind of explodes in in my mind definitely when you're listening to it it's so so energetic in its sound and not that it sounds out of place, but I just think it's so different from the rest of the album and then it it kind of, um, with Entwined and everything, calms down again, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Mike. And again, going back to the point that you touched on, I still think this is probably the
2: most... i us trying to think of the word. It's, it's got the most keyboards and the most synth sounds on this record, I think, even today, in terms of the song construction. That might just be a personal thing that I've picked up, but in sort of certainly going back and critically analysing the songs and breaking them down I've certainly noticed a lot more keyboards in this as a record than perhaps the others, and Unleashed Memories has a lot of those textures, but there's something in comalize it's just a lot more prominent.
1: That's the word I was looking for, textured, thank you for that. Textured. It, it wasn't about density, it was about textures there's lots of texture in the music in comalize. arguably more I would say than there, there is in most of the music that follows it and certainly more than that which preceded it 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 does feel to be like a very very fine rich layered cake that album certainly is for me anyway in September 2003 Terrorizer magazine did an interview with Christina where she talked about the album Uh, there's a transcription of it available on empty spiral which I'll paste here and I'll just kind of pluck out a few things from that interview because I think it's quite interesting actually she says bearing in mind this was at the time This is our most confident album. I think it is something natural for a band especially if you have a lot of experience on stage and especially in studio recording. It's more confident because we didn't plan anything before. We didn't feel any pressure so we just decided to write the music we like to do and we thought that if people like it that's great but basically we wrote everything for ourselves. This time we found our real essence as a band. It's just a sensation. It's not something I can describe except in terms of simplicity. That's not a clear division between what we're doing now and what we did in the past because you used to grow up step by step and improve step by step. We don't like a fast change. I would never be able to say, "Okay, tomorrow I'll be a punk girl. That's not natural. We just consider our band as a person. It's normal. You grow up and day by day you learn something new and it's just more mature. It's just the word, sorry, it's just the typical word that everybody uses. And yet in most cases, mature means a softening up, a resignation towards fate. Coman has the most heightened drama of any album they've released. I guess we could question whether or not that sh- that's no longer the case, given the albums that have come after it. Yeah, many bands think that they are mature just because they change sound. Some people think mature people, okay, get married, have children, don't go out. But our conception of maturity is that we are, we can be happy But we don't need to do a very fast riff with the guitars we work more on the guitars this time we use two seven string guitars and that sounds more bombastic compared to other albums that's our point of view of happiness you can hear that everyone's equalized perfectly if you turn down the volume you can still hear every every instrument there are a lot of bands who can say okay we're too mature to use distorted guitar and we don't care we like distorted guitar and we like to use it in an elegant way so that's what she says about the album, the music on the album. One thing I noticed about the mixing of comalize is that I find the mixing on Unleashed Memories, Mubby, I've said it before, uh, if, if it's one thing that can distract me from Unleashed Memories, it's the mixing on the album. And I find the mixing on Comalize to be, to be better, to be cleaner. I wouldn't say it's as good as the mixing on, say, Dark Adrenaline, but it certainly feels easier to recognise all the sounds and all the tones and all the those textures and layers.
0: Definitely, I think that like the um, article you've just mentioned, I've always thought that Comb lies is one of these albums where it's almost somebody being grabbed by each arm and pulled in in both directions, that you can see that Comb Lies is in the middle for me certainly Comb Lies is in the middle and everything prior to that is the building block up to them as a band and working up to, well, something major, which lies became, which put them into the stratosphere of then going forwards with everything that followed it. I think that it would have been make or break time for them, possibly as a band, that if it if it hadn't been as successful as it was, I don't know where they would have gone, really. But I think they would have carried on. But I think this, this definitely, is, as we all know, made them as a band. So it's it's clearly defined their their career up to this point so that I can see that everything up to Unleash Memories is kind of one chapter and then you've got this that starts and then it's a start of something new and something that is very mature about them as a band. Russ?
2: Yeah, I mean, likewise, I mean, I would go to say that one thing that I am very much appreciative of this band and I think this is such a great band is that every record is completely different to the next, which just keeps it current and it keeps it moving. And it keeps it fresh. And I think if you look at other albums like Shadow life, it's, it's packaged in a certain way. It's put together a certain way to, to give that theme and the concept. Dark adrenaline is very uh, succinctly sequenced in such a way, whereas Comalize, it's a great record, but it's very eclectic. There's no sort of two songs that I would say are, Identically the same, and there's a, there's a lot of different textures as we mentioned going on. Like, you know, you've got a song like Type Right, the completely song to entwine, which is then completely different to as Mike said, Unspoken. And there's just so many different elements on Comalize as a record. There's literally a song for any person who either likes rock or metal on this particular album, which I think is why it's perhaps so popular.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because pretty much everything they've done since gets compared to Comalize, doesn't it? Mm yeah they don't compare music to karma code or shallow life or unleashed memories It's always compared to Comalize. even though when you look at the billboard chart the albums that um came after got higher in the billboard chart, which meant they you know they sold more records of those other albums, but it's still the album that everybody compares to and that that's just a sign of its longevity i think A fascinating album I, I, I think your point about there being a music on it for everybody is absolutely correct uh, I, I've actually found it almost too eclectic in places as, as I've listened to it it's really hard to judge what kind of message is coming out in this album it, it does feel just so diverse you, you know it's all the same band but there's so many different ways of listening to the music and so many ways that the, the, the music's constructed and they, they just do so much it's like they went into a lab you know lots of different things and just kind of it just exploded which is i think is um it's probably although maybe a little bit uh too much of a uh a metaphor it, it does feel like that could have been what happened when you when you talk to the band and you find out about how they created it um actually on the subject of that Let's talk about the title for a moment. Uh, it's quite interesting. We obviously we know it's comalize People have called it comalies and and all kinds of names over the years. And it's a name that isn't necessarily kind of evocative. You, you, I well, it, it kind of is actually for me is evocative. It's it's not necessarily easy to understand what it means. I find it quite interesting because it's not something that it's a it's a word that could be a part of the English language, but I've not heard before. If that makes sense. Um, the the title according to Christina came from the recording of the album and, and she says, again this is in the interview with Terrorizer back in 2003 she says, we just went back to our memory of the songwriting and we just analysed the atmosphere surrounding that material it was a very weird environment, sort of like a different dimension and we were stuck in one room trying and trying and trying to answer our thoughts and ideas it was just, it's us, it's us at hand no one else and we totally disregarded everything around us and we forgot all the people around us, family, friends, everyone so we compared this weird atmosphere to a coma, not in the negative sense of the word but a different dimension, something far away from the rest of the people and then as soon as we started to play with the word and the title we just decided to use comalize rather than "comalized," but it basically doesn't have a real connection to the lyrics but it reflects the atmosphere around the songwriters, again okay. very very interesting way and just generally generally reflective of what the album seems to exude in terms of atmosphere
0: generally do you know what i mean from what you've just said definitely it's well that's also linked into the the full mix of when you look through the the track list and as russ has mentioned the um the eclectic mix on it, it is like a, a load of ideas thrown up in the air and landing down on on the table and then working with that and I think that's a good thing how it's how it's ended up I mean maybe maybe if half of the album you could uh, maybe swap a few of the tracks around and maybe that would work but I think I think as it is it it builds up very nicely throughout and it ends very well.
1: There and as I we spent 13 weeks reviewing all of the songs on Comalize, and we've obviously got our favorites. Um, in terms of the song structure, one of the things that I, I've said it on more than one occasion is that uh, I do feel that there are places where Comalize comes across as a little weak, it, it, it kind of ebbs and flows as an album, I would say, maybe towards the second half of the album sort of from Ghost Woman and a Hunter onwards for a little while there's, there's, the, the songs are not my favourites for example I would say that Ghost Woman and a Hunter and, and Unspoken I'm talking the electric rather than acoustic version here and Prophet Said feel like the kind of the weaker part of the album for me now we've got Entwined thrown in there and Entwine as far as I'm concerned is a classic it's one of my favourites if not my favourite on the album and then we get kind of it, it comes up to a crescendo as we go into Angel's Punishment and then this song out itself but it does ebb and flow this album doesn't it it's not static in terms of not, quality is not the right word but because of the eclectic nature of the music it does seem to go from very rocky and then down and I don't know what's your thoughts on that
2: totally agree totally agree as um, I said it certainly sort of takes a downward slant it's a wrong word but I use that more in terms of a, a change of mood and a change of pace, not so much a, a qualitative submission of the songs. But as you say, you know, you go into Ghost Woman and the Hunter after Type wrote which is such a big song, and it really sort of slows the album down. It's almost like a handbrake turn, and then obviously you get unspoken, jump in, and it sort of throws itself out at you. And you go back down again into Entwine, back up with The Prophet Said, and then it really picks up pace with Angel's Punishment. So as you mentioned, I think ebb and flow is perhaps a, the best way to describe it. It's, it's it's rocky, but in terms of a journey, I suppose, is the best way to
0: surmise it.
1: You've mentioned it a couple of times, Mike, when we've been reviewing the songs. What's your thoughts on the general song structure of the album?
0: Well, the three songs that you mentioned are the three songs that I actually wrote down would be the... Not almost like filler tracks, I think fillers the wrong word I, 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 it's hard to describe what how I feel about them, like Russ has just mentioned it's almost like a roller coaster of of sorts um going through, and i don 't know whether, as i've just said, whether if it was sequenced differently that would be better or how how it is at the moment um seems well, it does work, doesn't it? Obviously, um, but there is a bit too much going on with the way that it goes up and down, in my opinion. It's what's your favorite song on the album? Um, mine, I, well, I would say Tightrope or, or Angel's Punishment, too. I've got
2: okay, what about you, Russ? Totally concur. Tightrope just probably edges it, and I mean, we've mentioned it before. If, if there was a song that I could, you know pick up and move and change about it would probably be taking the ghost woman the hunter from where it is and putting that towards the end of the album setting it up before comalize. so it's got that sort of end downward curve mm-hmm. i just think me the ghost woman the hunter it's a bit too early on
1: okay okay in terms of my favorite i would say uh, i'm torn between swamped and entwined I love both of those songs I think they're for very very different reasons they're, if anything they're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum of the music on coma lines. So comes back to your point is that there's a song for everyone on this album it feels like and I go to go on further than that and say there's a song for every mood and depending on my mood I will want to listen to Swamp or I want to listen to entwined and they're both brilliant live as well which I think adds another dimension to them. In terms of the the, low, the song structure itself, I actually agree with you, Russ. I think the song, The Ghost Woman and the Hunter could move. I, I would like to see an unspoken kind of follow directly on after Tightrope, maybe. Um, I could easily see The Ghost Woman and the Hunter appear after Angel's Punishment, as you say, sort of prepping us for eyes for But I guess, you know, in the digital world, we can do that ourselves if you really want to change the structure of the album. Not that we do, but I would, I should say. But it's just very interesting to see. Obviously, in 2004, they released the Ozfest edition, which included nine further tracks. So we had the "Heaven's a Lie" radio mix. as the first one. How does that compare to the original? What do you What do you think of that? I mean, we have talked about these in the past, but. You know, is it significantly different or in terms of your enjoyment of the song? What would you prefer to
2: listen to? I definitely notice a difference when I listen to it, but that's probably you know the amount that we listen to the song, the album and the band. But the vocals, as I think we mentioned in our previous podcast, are a lot more prominent in the mix. It's slightly shorter and obviously it is mixed in such a way to be quote-unquote radio-friendly. Um, and I think it just adds a different different direction to the song it's a different take on the song um it's not a completely different song but it just adds something different to to enjoy from it i wouldn't say one is better than the other they they're very very different if you spot the nuances in them but they they're both good in their own right
0: totally agree i think repackaging them um for these uh, radio mixes works in its own merits and I, I i well i definitely like the heaven's Light one it's it's good and it's nice and snappy because it's a bit shorter as well. Mm, yeah, that's true. I think it's the same with Swamped as well. Um, mm. I,
1: I prefer the original Swamped, actually, but I like the punchy nature of the radio mix for Swamped. I think it's, it remains a very, very good song. Heaven's a Lie is, is a really great acoustic song as well. We get a couple of versions of that, a uh, studio acoustic version, a WAF acoustic radio mix, uh, both of which work really well. And I actually... I think I got as say as I slightly prefer the acoustic versions of Heaven, heavens Alive than I do the the electric version but maybe that's just the mood I'm in at the moment um what I will say though and this is just my personal opinion is that the acoustic version of unspoken blows away the electric version in my opinion for, for yep. me that is just definitely the best version i just it's just amazing i love that version and i'd love to hear it more because it's just brilliant. Um, given the choice, I probably would never listen to the electric version of Unspoken ever again, to be honest. But there you go. I think it's certainly, if you don't have the Oscars edition or, or the special edition that's called in Europe, then you should certainly get it because you're missing out on some great acoustic tracks. And I, I really wish that they would do this with other albums. I mean, we've talked in the past about them doing an acoustic album. They've certainly got enough material these days to, to do it. You know, especially since they've been doing, doing some acoustic versions of the songs on Dark Adrenaline as well. So, i love them to go back and rearrange some of their tracks acoustically. That'd be good. In terms of artwork, then, um, we've not really discussed this so far, but uh, we've we discussed artwork on the previous albums, and does Comalize work, artwork-wise?
2: I think it's the iconic album cover, dare I say it. I think you're right. Definitely. Yeah.
1: It's so simple, isn't it? Well, I say simple. If you look closely, you can see there's still um, evidence of the Unleashed Memories sort of sun logo. But I mean, who who would have thought that, Having a sunflower filling up the centre of a an album cover would, would be so distinctive and and so no distinctive is the wrong word so iconic, uh, but it works perfectly. Although what I have to say, uh, when you open the booklet, look inside and you see the inside of the cover, which is the hands holding the con kind of the logo. I love yeah. that as well. I know, that could have easily be in the front cover of it. Uh, I prefer the sunflower, but the inside just works as well in fact it's a beautifully put beautifully put together booklet i think um the the band um quite distinctive in their various shades of black and red uh the just the way the, the whole thing's been constructed really i think it works really really well reminds me a lot of unleashed memories actually mm. yeah, just the whole thing's just really well put together and
0: very artistic as well The yeah yeah seeing?
1: totally totally and I'm I've got in front of me the Ozfest edition actually. I think it's the Osfest edition. Yeah, it is Osfest edition. And they had a, a section at the back as well, don't which is kind of in green where they tear a little bit of the bonus C D which is also quite good as well. Got the older Lacuna Core logo. Um and it shows there's like a little montage at the bottom of different stills from Heavens Alight and Swamped Videos, because of course the both of which are on the bonus C D as our wallpapers. Um, as well as, of course, the the nine songs that we mentioned. So, you know, you, you get quite a lot for your money. And you might also remember, I don't know if you you guys do, but when they re-released it, um, you could actually pay, I think it was an extra $5 to um, Central Media in the US, and they would send you just the bonus CD and the bonus packaging. Don't even, do not you remember that? They did a kind of a special deal. Yeah, they did a special deal. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good, actually, because obviously... Not everybody likes having to buy an album all over again just to get the special stuff. So they, they did a, this special edition or this special deal where you could you could go and get this stuff. So I thought it was really good of them. And, of course, let's not forget about the box set as well. The um, the very rare Lacuna Col, Comalise, cumul- I should say, box set, which has got the album itself, but also includes Lost Lullaby on it. It does. It does, yeah. indeed, yeah. Yeah. A poster uh, as well, yeah. A poster and a badge, and a little badge. I've got it in front of me. I'm um, fact, there we go. I've still not opened my badge, it's still there. No,
0: I've still got mine sealed up as well. And
1: a little, little pointy badge, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and my folded picture of Christina. I think the picture again you can get on the multimedia version. And I'm opening it up just to see what's on the other side. Oh, nothing on the other side, okay. <laughs> Damn, I was going to have. Do you know? I don't think I've, I've ever looked at this before. Well, I have, but you know, I've not opened it up. So there you go.
0: But yeah, I mean, I, can, is this easy to get hold of anymore? You, I could, um, well, I've, it is sometimes, but when when it is available, when you see it on eBay, it does does go for silly amounts of money as well. It's kind of peaks and troughs of if you see it, buy it. Because if you don't, it's I've seen it go for a hundred quid at times. So, oh really? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Well, well, if you can get it. It's so. as rare as the L. Well, it's not as rare as the LP. The LP is like gold dust now. Mm. As you both know. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. So uh, yeah, I mean,
1: as I say, I, I I think the artwork overall really really works for the album. I think it it is it, the artwork itself is textured, much like the music on the album itself. So closing thoughts then on Comalize. Looking back over it. The I've done all the I've done the mathematics and it comes in with our ratings as eight point two. So round it to the nearest, eight out of ten in terms of what we think of them for the individual tracks all put together. Does that feel like a good school? Does that feel right for Comalize?
2: Yeah, so yeah, not good, too a shabby. Good score, yeah, mm. good score. I would have expected a, a probably a higher 8 towards a 9, but it's still a good score.
1: I think there were a couple of songs that knocked it down.
0: We, there we, is, we had yes. a couple
1: of 6 and a 6.5 yeah. and stuff like that, which it knocked did. it back a little bit. I think eight point, well, 8.2, so we'll go with 8, as I say. 8 out of 10 feels like a really good score. I, I, I think that Comalize is an example of an album that in many respects is greater than the sum of its parts. We've obviously reviewed each of the songs individually. But I could easily, when I look back at Comanite, you could easily see this as an 8.5, as you say, Russ, possibly pushing towards a 9 out of 10 album. Uh, As a complete package, I think this is a really good album. Any Lacuna Core fan that's listened to this will already have it anyway. There really is no excuse. Uh, It is a classic. Everything that came before it, as you said, Mike, is leading up to that. Everything that came after it is going to be compared to Comanite's. And I think it's an album that's not going anywhere, anywhere, so anytime soon. It really does feel like a, a stayer. What's your general final thoughts on the album?
2: I'd like to see it played live in its entirety, but I've said that before, and I've said the same for Unleashed Memories. So uh, you know, if anyone's feeling the mood for that in the band one day, and there's a promoter out there, play the bat, play the album in its entirety, because I'll be there and I'll watch it all week long.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Mike? I just think perfection as it's never really aged in in the sense that it's it's grown grown long in the tooth with with any of us I just think it's one of those things that you could pull off the shelf now or you could pu- pull it off the shelf and put it on in 20 years. I just think it it stood the test of time and it is just fantastic um throughout i think I think it works really well. I completely agree, Mike, actually. I, I think it does stand the
1: test of time. You know, two years ago when we celebrated a decade of coming out, it really does not feel like a 10-year-old or this... Now, I should say, a, a over 11-year-old album. It doesn't feel that way at all. It does feel very, very current. And, um, uh, you know, that, that shows in the music. And it, it just feels like something that's going to carry on and on. And I, I really like it. I, I do feel that it's probably worth slightly higher than a eight out of ten I do feel that there's a couple of songs which are show a little bit of weakness in in terms of the song structure but overall I think it's full of some cracking tracks and um absolutely worth the classic um title that it has really so there we go comalize the album um again as I said if you if you haven't listened to it recently. Put it on, crank it up to 10 and give it a listen because it, it remains a absolute stonker of an album and uh, you won't regret it. That brings us to a close this week, episode 51 of the Empty Spiral podcast. I forgot to do this last week, uh, so I apologise, but uh, you probably know it already. If you want to get in contact with us at the Empty Spiral podcast, you can, of course, do so, at emptyspiral.net, which is our website. Uh, You can click on the podcast link on the front page. It's in the banner, so you'll see it up there. Uh, Or you can go to Features and click on Empty Spiral podcast, and you can see all of our podcasts, which, of course, if you want to go back and listen to the interviews about Comalise, that's exactly what you're going to need to do. You can, of course, also get in contact with Empty Spiral via the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash EmptySpiral.net. You can also send us a tweet on Twitter, which is at EmptySpiral.net and Tumblr, which is EmptySpiral.net.tumblr.com. It's quite new, but I'm posting stuff on there, usually um, pictures and news articles and so on and so forth. You can also ask a question of Empty Spiral on there and we can do our best to answer them if you don't want to do any of that you can of course also email us which is podcast.emptyspile.net as I said at the beginning of the podcast today we'll be shouting out to more coilers globally and we want to hear from you and we want to get more people on the podcast uh, and just uh, find out what makes you guys tick and find out what your favourite songs are and how you got into the band and all that that kind of juicy stuff and uh, that's kind of it for today so I hope you've enjoyed it I hope you haven't rabbited on for far too long Uh, actually you can probably guess that we have and uh, I hope you all have a really good week and join us next week for the next episode of the Empty Spiral podcast. Uh, I'm off to have a lay down because I'm feeling a bit tired. It's, it's Monday and I've clearly worked too hard. So what are you guys up to?
0: Um, just relaxing before another long day at work tomorrow.
2: Me, I think I'm going to go crack out a bit of shallow life this evening just to wind my evening down. Oh Yeah, actually, we need to start getting doing
1: our homework for Karma Code as well, don't forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we're going to be starting on next week, guys. Yeah. So. Get ready.
0: Off no we pressure.
1: Go. No pressure. Off we go. All right, folks. Well, have a great week, and we'll speak to you all very very soon. Take care. Bye bye.
0: Cheers. Cheers.